reading from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 13, we'll read verses 1 through 17, St. John 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou shalt have hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not I, not all, excuse me. For he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments, he was set down again and said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that has sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I know many of you have mentioned that you've prayed for my mom, and she has certainly felt your prayers and is very appreciative of each and one of every one of your prayers. Foot washing was a very common practice, actually, in the first century. In those days, of course, they wore sandals, and they've actually found some on some archaeological uh, digs. They were made of an untreated leather material. Sometimes they were made of a wood material, and they would have a, a flat sole. And from what we understand, they would include a, a strap that would wrap around their foot or their ankle. And these straps were also made of leather. In some cases, it's thought they were made from dried grass. But this was, we know, their primary footwear at the time of Jesus. Their feet were very exposed. And no doubt, the, the roads were dusty and dirty. And when it rained, they were muddy. Their feet were probably kind of smelly. And when they would come into a household and they would fellowship or they would eat, if we can picture... They didn't sit at a table like we might today, but the table was low, like a coffee table. And so the people would sit on their side and lean on a pillow, and they would sit according to hierarchy. And so their feet were very apparent as they were sitting next to each other, enjoying a meal together. 
Apparently, there were levels of servanthood at the time of Jesus. And if I understand correctly, the lowest level of one for a servant to do would be to wash the feet of the guests that would come to the house. How does all this compare to our text? In verse 2, it says, and supper being ended. This didn't make sense. This was, of course, the Last Supper in the upper room, a very special time, and, and the Apostle John, he really focuses a lot on this time. In fact, 90% of what John writes about is not in the other three synoptic Gospels. We see here in chapters 13 through 17, it's probably some of the most intimate and dearest words that Christ ever gave to his followers. It was just before his arrest. So he says here, the Bible, the writer John says here that supper had been ended. They would have arrived quite a ways before this time and, and perhaps already had washed their feet from what was outside. Some commentators think that maybe they didn't wash their feet, which would have provided even more confusion to the disciples as they enjoyed that meal together. But either way, they knew something was up. In verse 4, it says, He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. It was confusing to them, perhaps even shocking to them. It says that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. If we could imagine ourselves maybe being in that room as the Lord went from each and every disciple one by one. I dare say that silence was deafening. Their surprise, their confusion, no doubt their wonderment. The creator of all the universe, their Lord and master, the one that John the apostle said in the first chapter was with God in the beginning. God made flesh right before their very eyes. The Lord of creation kneeling before each and every one of them. And we could say, in a sense, fulfilling part of Isaiah 53, that Christ came as a suffering servant. In fact, the lowest of servants, according to what he was doing here. Now, as it was silent, as the Lord went to each disciple, they were all thinking this. But Peter said it, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? He was saying, what are you doing, Lord? This is far beyond customary in so many ways. They all felt the same way. In verse 7, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now. Peter, you might not understand now. And there's things that happen in life or in our walk with Christ, which we might not fully understand. But he goes on to say, but thou shalt know hereafter. Verse 8, Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. The Lord was getting kind of serious. He was making a point. The Lord wanted Peter. He wanted all of his disciples he wanted you and me today to pay close attention. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. He's saying, my Lord, I give you my everything. I give you my all. Wash me completely. When the Lord 
does something for you and me in our lives, like he's done at ordinance services like tonight, like he's done when we've fallen on our knees, when we've had a need, when he's done something real in our soul, it is complete. God saves by way of Jesus to the uttermost. He entirely sanctifies. It's a completed work. He baptizes by the Holy Spirit. That means we are fully immersed in the Holy Ghost when God does that work. He does a perfect job. And we want to see the Lord do a work tonight, don't we? He can heal completely tonight, can't he? I don't know what you need tonight, but I believe that when the Lord set this out for you and me to observe, it was more than just going through the motions. I think there was a blessing that comes with it. That's why uh, Jesus said in the 15th verse, for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Just as Christ did for us, he did for you. He did for the disciples at that day. He said, you go and do it. And he says in the 17th verse, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. I think that's a promise. I think that's a guarantee of a blessing Straight from the throne of grace for you and me tonight. This example, almost 2,000 years ago, almost to the exact date, was for tonight. That Christ would fulfill that promise for you and me. What do you need from the Lord tonight? Let's just simply be obedient as the brethren and body of Christ and see what God has in store for us tonight.